Welcome back to The Theology of the Buddy, a podcast for Catholics who love the beauty of the church's sacred tradition. This is episode 81. My name is Chris, and I'm joined today by my friends forever, Mike, Brooke, and Tim. Before we begin, if you haven't yet, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening, and please leave us a five-star review if you can. It really help us out. You can also find all of our past episodes at TheologyOfTheBuddy.com, including all of the ways you can connect with us on social media. So, in this episode, we continue our Ask Me Anything segment, which we began in episode 80. So, if you haven't heard that yet, go back to TheologyOfTheBuddy.com or wherever you're listening and check that one out first, because uh, <laughs> there is some amazing stuff that... <laughs> came out in that episode. Um, But if your questions uh, weren't answered in that episode, uh, definitely you'll hear most likely your question answered on this episode. Uh, But there are some heavy hitters that are going to be made into an episode all their own later on in this season. So let's continue and listen into the conversation between myself and my lovely co-hosts and hope you enjoy. Bill J. Dykstra says, his wife wants to know, family rituals you have established in your home. Is there, I daily, if, we, if we can do maybe just maybe one each. Daily lunch hour rosary. Oh, man. Family rituals. Mm. Um, morning prayer, blessing with holy water. Blessing the kids and the wife. Yeah. Now that Jack's a little bit older, we're doing common reading. Um, awesome. Um, so for us, uh, and I think uh, Sarah will also appreciate this. So at night, we, uh, I, you know, we do bath and read, and um, and do prayers. And we have like particular prayers that we we do together. We sing. We have our own version of the Angel of God prayer, like a a sung version of it that we do that that I made up. And then uh, and then when the prayers are all done, we sing the Ave, just like the chorus of the Ave Maria or Immaculate Mary. Um, and then uh, yeah, and then he asks to sing the tractor song by Blippi, and then we say goodnight. <laughs> so that's a family ritual. Okay, next question comes from the same source. Is being based and holy the same thing? No, not at all. <laughs> no, not at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like these questions. Is it question, just... But no. <laughs> Is it just me or are monkeys terrifying? Like the monkeys or monkeys in general? Monkeys. Monkeys. Monkeys are a little bit scary. Okay, from you a distance, that? they're fine. When you get up close with monkeys, you have to interact with them. They're absolute savages. Yeah. Mm. Baboons in particular kind of bother me a little bit. Just everything about them. Yeah. Back when Their I had butts. hair, I used to compare myself. <laughs> <Butts again. laughs> <Their butt> cheeks. <laughs> it's just weird. Okay. 
Yeah, back when I had red hair, I used to compare myself to an orangutan quite a bit, but yeah. <laughs> it's just in baboons moving to Toronto. <laughs> no, there's there was a football coach that was somewhat local that had a uh, his girlfriend had a monkey that actually attacked a kid on Halloween. It caused <laughs> bad press. Oh, yeah. no, that's awful. I know it was terrible, and it's it's like the most predictable thing. Everyone everyone's saying this is this is bad news, you know. But yeah, yeah. It's hey, like he had man. a girlfriend with a pet monkey, and the obvious thing happened. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. I guess so, she yeah. really had two pet monkeys. The boyfriend was a monkey. For yeah, that's the joke. okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I'm glad that I'm not the only one who has jokes that fall absolutely. <laughs> what it's you don't know around. is in the future, everyone listening is laughing super hard at that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. That's okay. I'm I'm taking solace at this moment. <laughs> uh, talk about the last time you went goblin mode. What's that? What, what is okay, that is this okay? So going back to the last episode, is this another um, Ontarioism? I have no goblin idea. Goblin mode. What is goblin? goblin mode? I think this is a Mordorism. What is yeah. goblin yeah. mode meaning? I'm looking this yeah. up right now. Urban Dictionary. Goblin. Oh my like, gosh! No, that can't oh, be what okay, he means. Okay. Urban okay, Dictionary is can a very questionable, uh, questionable resource. Okay, this, this, this is from is... Telegraph, okay? Can yeah. I read this? Goblin. Okay, this is from Telegraph, okay? okay? Goblin mode is like when you wake up at 2 a.m. and shuffle into the kitchen wearing nothing but a long, a long T-shirt to make a weird sack, like melted cheese on saltines. So are, are oh. we talking just like, like, like baggy clothes, like... <laughs> Just like not trying at home. Is that what this is? This is a thing. And this is I used trending. To, I used to have sluggish, loudish, and antisocial behavior. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so something says can be described. With blood sugar in the middle of the night. And like I would wake up eating food in the kitchen. But I don't know if that actually qualifies because that's Ju- more of an actual medical thing and not just me being a slob. Julie does that all the time. She wakes up at like three in the morning. Shuffles out to the kitchen and eats chocolate, like specifically chocolate has to have wakes up craving chocolate and just goes and gets like a chocolate muffin and downs it. And then like and for the record, doesn't drink milk afterwards. Milk. What? And uh, yeah. And then goes back to bed. Okay, so what I'm basically seeing here is basically when you're at home by yourself and you're not trying to better yourself like you're doing things that are just like you're there's no thought to it you're just instinctively doing it it's like when you put the kids to bed and you put on your hoodie and uh you just give up on life i feel called out um oh yeah okay so it goes on where it's just like people feel like there's so many bad things that are happening out there why bother trying when i'm at home Mm. Right. A state of like, I don't, I don't want to say sloth, but that's kind of what it ends up yeah, state of looking lethar- like visually lethar- lethargy. Yeah. 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 Like not really feeling it. Um, I've probably done it more often 
than I would like to admit, but I also have problems. Brooke's saying it's but been I'm, like two hours. <laughs> I will say I've improved since I've told myself every day to get dressed and look at least somewhat presentable, even though I'm not going anywhere. And that did make a big difference and also a good routine. But you have to have those habits and rituals like like you have to really, really work away at them. And then you won't be in goblin mode as often anymore. Most of the time. Yeah. So I have a hard have time it. with that on Saturdays. Because I tend to work like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for 24 hours. And then Saturday, I'll wake up about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And I just don't have anything pending. And it's so hard to get like, okay, now I need to do something. It's like, eh, yeah. no, there's the couch. There's the book. Uh, I think, yeah. I think there's a difference between rest and just relaxing and being comfortable and then goblin mode i think there is a difference but mm. you know unfortunately with school, I, I just don't have time for like full-on goblin mode so <laughs> 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 yeah. go on next is, time, is it goblin mode if you go to work in your pajamas no it's just lace mm. not that i've done that <laughs> Not that I've done that either. Hmm. Okay, real quick. Favorite early church father? Augustine. St. John Chrysostom. Athanasius. Uh, Athanasius. Actually named a goldfish after him. Maybe Ambrose? This is a hard question. I like the whole Boniface. Ambrose and the emperor thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Boniface. Boniface. Is it Boniface? Does he, does he count as early church? No, not at all. But I just couldn't, yeah. I couldn't resist the callback. Uh, St. Boniface. Um, hey, okay. do you guys remember when we did that quiz and I got like the first question right? And then Chris spent the whole rest of the time saying I got no questions right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, amazing. Um, the, the truth is out there, people. <laughs> yeah, the truth is out there. Okay, we kind of already addressed one of the the questions from uh, from B Carmen K eleven. So she asks, um, "How did Mike and Brooke meet, and how did Chris and Julie meet?" We met at choir, singing praise and worship, Life Teen Choir. Life Teen, yep. yeah. I didn't go down to life teen. I just sang in the choir because I had social anxiety and diagnosed. So how'd you meet Julie? Technically, I met Julie on a bus going to a charismatic youth rally. But formally, like like where we like officially <laughs> became friends, it was it was at Life Teen in the basement at church. She came up to me and was like, Um, don't I know you from somewhere? <laughs> yeah. and uh yeah and then i presumed after that that she was just a complete introvert <laughs> hmm. little did i realize until just recently that she is truly the extrovert in this marriage okay um uh, okay let me get some more questions here Tractors, oh tractors! There's so much fun. Is that the tractor song? It is. <laughs> oh, man. 
I miss those days. I would hum <laughs> Mighty Machines like all day when my kid was like three years old. Vincent loves Mighty Machines. He sings it. It's mighty amazing. Machines, big and mighty yep. machines. Yeah. <laughs> I'll record it and I'll send it to you. And um, you'll just walk around the house screaming like, push that ball and fly so high. <laughs> their pants up to the sky. <laughs> You know, every once in a while, like when I'm at the store, I'll walk past a uh, Thomas the Tank Engine display and just be like, I wonder what the guys are up to these days. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Actually, I think I will read quickly the question from B. Carmen K. Because it wasn't specifically addressed. Um, She asks, with TLM becoming forbidden in some dioceses, do you think it will push more to the SSPX? Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. Yes. Yep. And I think we'll be think, a, probably a I think we'll be a split between the SSPX and going to the Ukrainian um Catholic Church. But I don't even I don't think they'll even be safe in the future. A few will probably go that way, but more will probably go to the SSPX, I bet. Yeah. There's some really heavy hitting questions in here. Um Jen Van Awesome. We've got some really good listeners. Yeah. Um, okay. Lepanto Rosaries asks, and we might I just note we had an episode on this, but it's good to have an updated opinion from our new co-hosts. Luminous Mysteries of the Rosary. Yay or nay? No. They are I not think, in the regu- in the regular rotation. I, yeah. I like them. I, and uh, this was what you guys discussed back in the day. Uh, I like them as a chaplet. I really do. But the, you know, there's three mysteries of the rosary. That's it. That's what was given to us. You know, St. Louis de Montfort, you know, he suggested praying other mysteries, but that's not at the same level of being, okay, this is an official mystery of the rosary. So no. Mm -hmm. Yep. Plus if you're, praying like five mysteries daily the the weekly schedule for the the og3 is just great agreed yep the og3 i like that yeah they totally messed up the weekly schedule trying to shoehorn the luminous into it it took away the tie into the liturgical seasons it's just yeah I hate it. So I'm going to say no. Nice as a chaplet. But I'm I'm going to throw another interesting wrench into this conversation. And I would say Monkey wrench. Bridgetine rosary? Yes. Do, do you know what no. the Bridgetine rosary is? I am I'm entirely ignorant here. So, um it was instituted and propagated by St. Bridget of Sweden. It is a six-decade rosary um, and is traditional in the Discalce Carmelite order as part of the habit. Um, it was richly indulgenced by, by Pope Leo X in 1515, by Clement the uh, Eleventh in 1716, and by Benedict the Fourteenth in 1743. There's even a particular blessing for it in the Rituale Romanum. So, um, It's pretty legit. Yeah, I like it. That that rosary basically includes 
the original rosary and adds an extra mystery to each set, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So worst case, you're still praying the entire actual rosary. <laughs> yeah. You're just praying a little bit more. Okay. There's some Jen Van Awesome. Shout out to you. You've got some heavy questions. I feel like we need to do a separate episode just on some of her questions. Um, yeah. I won't I won't I I don't think we have time to answer all of these. I, I apologize. Pick 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 your favorite and then it or pick the one that would um not be as great of a standalone episode topic. Or you can read some out and we can say it's a future episode if it's a future episode. Okay. Maybe. So the so okay, that's that's fine. Um at what point did your faith become your own and not something inherited from your parents? Future episode. Oh yeah. We should definitely get to kind of the yep. stories of how we became. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Origin have to dig up have to dig up the old uh team orthodoxy blogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Future episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> she also asks, what miracles you've witnessed? I mean, that's that uh, seems like another to mass. Yeah, it's just at mass. Yeah. 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 My son was actually really good at mass today. Miracle. Mm. Yeah, I got some miracles. We actually got through the mass without Matt. That's <laughs> a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's offensive if Aaron's listening. You did great, Aaron. <laughs> you look great. You practiced. You practiced hard. You looked great. Okay. Um, favorite footwear. I got my thanks. Converse All Star. I I like knock knock slippers from Costco. I wear them all the time until they basically have no tread and they smell real bad. I can attest. That's not, my favorite. Yeah, if I'm not at work, yeah. I'm wearing chucks. You're wearing Human chucks usually. Nice high tops, mm-hmm. low tops. Both, not at the same time, but both. <laughs> one of <Yeah>. each <laughs> one of each <laughs> do you have multiple i've colors? actually threatened my wife that i'm going to go buy some cardigans and when i get home from work i'm going to take off my boots and put my uh, chucks on and put on the cardigan and sing songs about my neighbors yeah nice. <laughs> do you do you have multiple color chucks yes nice i have gray green and black nice although i thought the green were blue when i got them which was disappointing I have a hard time with yellows. <laughs> I used to wear chucks all the time, all the mm-hmm. time. And, uh, but they're really not good for your feet because they're flat, right? So they're not good for yeah. your arches. And when you're a heavier um, guy like me with bad arches, you end up I buying. Know, I always think. I was going to say, you end like up when... buying a Nike dad shoe. Which is called the yeah. <laughs> Nike Air Monarch. Look at this beautiful piece of footwear. This is oh, like man. the best, the best shoe I've ever, I've ever worn. It's like putting a cloud on my feet. Wow. See, I, I wonder about the whole them being bad for your feet thing. I think that you know they don't offer much support, but you know that really encourages your feet to get stronger on their own. You know, it's back when I was doing Hapkido. You know, we did it barefoot and my feet got very, very strong. And so, but 
you know, wearing all these sneakers with all the padding and everything. I wonder how much of that we're actually just masking the weakness that we have. <laughs> Chris, your feet are weak. Chris, how weak are your feet? Your feet are weak. Now, okay, so you know, great. I'm not going to go. Mollus. I'm not going to go try and run a marathon in them, but you know, uh, I think overall that you know. It's at least neutral. I think that might actually be good for your feet, though, because you really do have to develop, develop the musculature. Hmm. I wore them yeah, for many years. Foot muscles, Chris. Yeah. I wore them for like tw- yeah. for like fifteen years, man. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was either those or skater shoes, which were the same thing. Only, you know, Vans, Airwalks, Vans, okay, DCs. Airwalks. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Airwalks would have been your your era, huh? Yeah, my 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 era back in the day. <laughs> I remember your Air, elders. I remember Airwalks when I was in grade five. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh chocolate chip or peanut butter cookies? Chocolate chip. Chocolate chip. Between those two, chocolate chip. But I'm oatmeal raisin. I am yeah, I have to say chocolate chip too, but it depends on the kind. Mm-hmm. Chewy, My chocolate kind. chip, homemade. Brooke, I'm gonna say something. If it's, I was just gonna say I'm gonna say something very controversial for this podcast. It's probably the most controversial opinion I've ever said on here. Your cookies officially have uh, overtaken Mike's sister's cookies. They are so good. I'm sorry, yes. Laura. We're gonna have a You're never gonna episode. listen to this podcast, but I'm sorry, Laura. You lost <laughs> your way somewhere. She does make a better pie than me, but I could practice. Brooke just puts more pecans in them. Mm. That's the secret. And dark chocolate. Oh, that dark chocolate. Yeah. That's true. It's the dark chocolate. <laughs> that makes Wait. sweet dark chocolate, pecan, oatmeal. And it's Wait, the mix too, you- like half dark chocolate and half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys Ooh. say pecans? Pecans. Oh, yeah. Pecans. Okay. Pecans. Pecans. Uh, okay. Pecans. <laughs> I'm sorry. That yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> that's how you. There's... That's how you say it when you know you're on a long trip and you got to bring a can along in case you got to go. <laughs> <Get out>. uh, <laughs> I've driven to Amarillo by morning. I've been there, you know. (laughs) There's a, there's actually a couple that moved to St. Thomas in the last couple of years from Georgia and they started a pecan company here in, uh, in St. Thomas. It's like, it's called Georgia pecans or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the fight. Like the Alabama people are pecan and then Georgia is pecan. So, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that there was that that would continued on all the way up. No. Yeah, no. it's everywhere. Another Southern it's Ontario battle. Yeah, I'm gonna ask uh, two more questions. One from Visual Litany, and then the uh, I think this one will will close us out. So, what is your favorite meal made by Brooke? And what is your least favorite? 
So, Tim, you can go based off of what you've seen pictures of. I know. I was going to say, I have never had yeah. a meal made by Brooke. Okay. Yet. Mike Yet. first. Oh, yeah. I forgot to think about this in advance. Nope, so, I'm going to have to take a guess. The roast beef. When we first got married. Oh, yeah. I did think about that. That was the worst thing I've ever had made by Brooke was when she horrendously overcooked a roast beef when we were first married and it was like the driest thing on earth i cooked it for like six hours low and slow <laughs> at like 350 degrees for six hours people don't know brooke's known as the amazing cook now but she had no idea how to cook when we first got married i didn't know how to cook well she, she comes from a- she comes from a line of of mediocre cooks, though. Yeah, she's True. the one that has broken the cycle, maybe. Yeah. Well, it kind of. No, I have. Anyway, I was just gonna say your grandma was a good cook too, but anyway, mm-hmm. um, best. best thing. Oh, I'm just gonna pick something, and then later I'm gonna know that I missed something. Mm, curry, I think. Really? My Massaman curry is the best? Not my Nashville chicken, buffalo chicken, roasts? I had to pick something. Tofu lettuce wraps? (laughs) Definitely not that. Soup? It's really good, but things with meat are better. Okay, that's fair. Ribs, burgers. Standing rib roast. How dare you? Uh, Have I made a rib roast before? I don't know. We We were just talking about how things like burgers... Even if I cook them, Brooke considers it her cooking because she like makes the patties <laughs> and I'll be like, I'll go like put them on smoker. He warms them up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Chris. Anyway, move on. Chris, Chris. Okay. it I won't feel... hurt my feelings. What is the worst thing no, this, I've given you? This would hurt your feelings. Like, it won't. It, it won't. No, it really it, won't. It's a story I've never told. This is going to end the podcast. Oh, no. Chris, <laughs> now I need to know. No, I'm afraid. It won't hurt my feelings. I'm afraid. No, it won't. It I'm won't. afraid. <laughs> you done him afraid. Chris, this is a, space, a safe space. Okay, well, we'll, we'll start off on a high note and then, and then gut punch me in a minute. <laughs> no, start with the worst first. Okay. Oh. Bring her bring her back from the edge. It won't hurt my feelings because if you don't tell me, I'll make it for you again. Okay. No, you haven't done this bad ever get ever since. Um how long ago was this? This was so you were living in Kitchener at the time. Okay, uh, okay. I think this was before Vincent was born. Okay. This uh, is fine. Yeah, it won't hurt my feelings. He was born after we moved. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, okay. So there was, oh gosh. Uh, I, I love you. I I asked you. (laughs) No, I want to know now. It'll be funny. I'm not going to be mad. There's a reason I asked is to put you on the spot. Okay. Oh, I'm feeling I'm bring I'm like building this up. Okay. So there was this one time where <laughs> it, it was Julie, I, and Father Steve all came to visit oh, no. you. And um and you, 
you made a spaghetti and I don't know what was wrong with the sauce, but you like you guys let into me because I put ketchup <laughs> on it. But there was a reason. It was really not good. It was really, <laughs> it was really acidic, and it really upset all of our stomachs. And we we left your house, and like we're driving down the road, and Father Steve's like, "Stop the car!" And I'm like, "Okay." And he gets out of the car, and he pukes all over the car <laughs> because it was so. Mike fashion is like this is the best damn spaghetti I've ever eaten. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you, Chris? Putting putting this ketchup on it, and I'm just like, I'm just doing my like, I'm in net mode at this point, and I'm just like shoveling it down, just being like, thank you so much for the hospitality, and, and but like I'm just like this is hell, like this. <laughs> I'm still a hundred percent certain listening to this that this is a fever dream that Chris told himself because of the embarrassment that he put ketchup on spaghetti. Yeah. And everyone touched him. Is, was this the beginning of you putting trash sauce on spaghetti? No. Something that you've been doing your entire I've been life. Doing it my whole life. But oh my but man, that was one of the first times where done. it really, it really needed something to cut the whatever it was, the acid in it. Because sugar, was, sugar would have cut it. Yeah, you have to add. What could I have possibly done? Because now my sauce is on point. Oh, no. I cannot mess up a marinara sauce. Chris He's is talking, like, and I'm hearing every rocky theme. Every sauce you've made has always been terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I will admit it. I will admit my mom makes a better sauce. But I'll accept that. Moms are special. They have a special you. place. But I make a good tomato <laughs> sauce now. But now I'm just like, what could I possibly done to that sauce? I don't know what so it bad. was. I don't know what it was, but it never happened again. Like it, it was never well, been that good. that acidic or whatever since. But anyway, thank you for listening to that story. Sure. I I just oh, that was this... fantastic. Okay. <laughs> so best thing, best thing, yeah. Easily your curry. Easily the curry. Oh wow, my curry too. Yeah. Mm. Oh, this is shocking. Yeah. You know what it probably I mean, is too? When because you put peppers in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. With it's, the yellow and red, yeah. Yep. There we go. So I think Amazing. your curry is the now best. I know. Yeah. I really okay. do like your I'll Nashville chicken. It is very good. Um, I don't think it is Nashville chicken. I think it's but it's like, like a, it. it's like a, it's like a, yeah, it's Nashville inspired. Yeah. But it's delicious. I don't deep, I don't deep fry it and I don't dip it in the lard with the cayenne pepper and, and all the seasonings that they'll often put in just cause I don't like, I don't deep fry my food. I try and bake it. And then I feel like anyway, it's, it's just like inspired. it's Franklin, Tennessee chicken. Like it's not Nashville. It's I don't have to look that up. <laughs> it's close. I don't have to look that up. It's not Nashville. Tim Suburb. gets, Tim gets it. Yeah. I, I got you. Mm-hmm. Home of Dave Ramsey, you know. Home of home of like Michael W. Smith and like oh all the my big... goodness, yes, friends are friends forever. <laughs> if the Lord's the Lord of the them, Lord of them. <laughs> and a friend will not say never. 
<laughs> See, this is stuff that these guys don't know. They just, yeah. Oh, man. You missed the whole no. crappy Protestant music experience. Oh. Oh. Dude, I'm so I, happy for dude, you. I saw, I saw Michael W. Smith at a concert in, I don't know what year that was, 2012, 2013. He got up oh, on stage and he alive. started playing, playing that. And I definitely shed a tear. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. We heard a lot of crappy Protestant music. Like Marty no, Hagen, David Haas. Like... <laughs> I did not mean to call him out like that. <laughs> I'd at least call him crappy Catholic music. <laughs> Chris, was there one more question? Yeah. So this is this is okay. the this is the end question. And uh yeah, like like we said, we'll save some of those big ones for actually another podcast. Um I really like those ones that we had that were mentioned. This one is I think a really poignant question for our times, especially in Ontario. Um but I think just in any in any case. Um, Jen Van Awesome again asks, how do you practice? Be not afraid. Just go out and do the thing. Honestly, that's really hundred percent of it. Just do the next right thing every time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess I'm trying to think of something else smart to say, but that's pretty much it. Do it anyway. Yeah. You know, I mean, like it's, sometimes it's, it's a good thing to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're going to do stuff and we're going to do it afraid, but you know, if you're afraid, just do it afraid, you know, do the thing. I was listening to a podcast or not a Ted. It was a Ted talk. This is very relevant and I can make it very brief. And it was all about regret. And there was more people experienced more regret about having not done something versus having done something. So there's more, I wish I had done this, or I wish I had said this. So there's far more regret in the things that you didn't do than the things that you did. Now, granted, there's obviously some really bad things that I did, and I wish I hadn't done it. But, I was thinking you know, I've got a solid through, list there myself. <laughs> but if you go through life wishing, you know, I wish I had helped this person, or um I wish I had said something or I wish I took the opportunity when it was there to do something. You'll have that regret, you know, for a long time. So do it, do it anyway. If it's, if it's a right, moral, just good thing to do as beneficial, you know, just do it anyway. <laughs> I would, I would say, yeah, do the thing, but I would say it's a, I would say um, fortitude is a virtue, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the thing, the thing about fortitude is that like any of the virtues, it requires practice and it requires, um, especially fortitude in the little things. And as you become stronger at the little things, you'll get better and stronger at the bigger things. So when it comes to taking risks, you know, good risks, not, you know, unhealthy things yeah, yeah. but um you know when it comes to taking risks and stepping out in and trusting in in god and trusting in god's divine providence and things like that you know like we become more and more 
you know, trusting in God as we do that, because we, we also get to experience his providence in the midst of it, you know? And yeah. So I would say that's kind of how I've practiced it in my life. I'm not even close to perfect at all. Um, but I know that when I am, when I need to kind of tap into that, that virtue of fortitude, it's, only been because God has given me the grace in those little things that mm-hmm. it's helped me to be able to do those bigger, bigger jumps. Um, and I think it's really important in our, in our lives to take big jumps, you know, I'm going to say just like, you know, like St. Peter, right? Like he had to step out of the, bo- out of the boat, you know, he mm-hmm. had to, he had to make that step. And so I think we all kind of have that, to a degree in whatever way our Lord has it it in his will for us that we'll have to step out in faith somewhere and Mm -hmm. learn to trust and rely on him and keep our eyes fixed on him. So, yeah. 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 When it comes to, to be not afraid, like we have to remember, um, I will be with you until the end of the age. So it doesn't matter what's going to happen. Like, like Chris said, step off the boat and Jesus will be with you till the end and forever. Right. And, and remember when you do stuff afraid and it causes you that stress and that anxiety and that, you know, um, you know, you kind of feel that recoiling in yourself. Like you can offer that as a sacrifice for others. Mm-hmm. You know, you can mm-hmm. offer that as a, as a means of, of salvation for somebody else, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, and even sometimes in those moments when we're afraid and we feel like God is completely silent, you know, um, like that's when he's the closest. And I know that's kind of cliche to say, but I mean, one of the things that we realize as we grow in our, in our interior life is that, it's not that God has abandoned us in those moments. It's that he is forming us to himself and that we are entering into those moments where like, you know, like if we're feeling scared and alone, we're entering into his passion in a big way. And we're able to unite our suffering specifically with that moment. Yeah. I I was listening to a talk where uh, there was a priest talking about, Uh, St. Teresa of Calcutta. And he was saying that she, one of like, she obviously was in the dark night of the soul supposedly for like 50 years. But one of the big moments of grace for her in that time, I think she went for 15 years before she received this kind of insight was the essentially that point that God was, you know, uniting her to him in that particular moment in his passion, like in the garden of Gethsemane when he was abandoned and alone. And, uh, it was like, then she was able to embrace even that darkness of her walk of faith. Um, because it was not just simply salvific, but something that was, um, something that was also, being united uh, to Christ in his own passion. Mm -hmm. That's a good answer.
Do not be afraid. Do not be satisfied with mediocrity, but put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. John Paul, John Paul II, you like that? I, I wasn't sure if you were trying to do a Jonathan Rumi impression. I was just like, kind of like, like an accent. You were trying to have an accent there, and I was just like, what is that? I can't, I can't do Polish accents very well. But yeah, yeah. it kind of did sound like Jonathan Rumi, didn't it? <laughs> Blessed Little. are the poor, for they shall see God. <laughs> Googling Jonathan Rumi. <laughs> 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 All right. Any other final thoughts, you guys, before we end? Nope, that's it for me. I'm all out of thoughts. This, this is a long one. This is a really long podcast. I hope people like this one. Yeah. It's friends been fun. Friends for us. forever. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave us with that. Friends are friends forever. Just the Lord, it's the Lord of them. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank all you, right. Michael W. Smith. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> thanks everybody for listening to today's podcast. Go visit us at Theology of the Buddy on our socials at Stay Tritty, at, wow, at Stay Tratty on Twitter. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired, you guys. That and, almost uh, turned entirely upside down. <laughs> and uh, visit us at uh, theologyofthebuddy.com um, for all of our past episodes. And um, yeah, we'll be back hopefully in two weeks. Who knows? Life's crazy. And uh, yeah. And maybe we'll talk about that on a future podcast too. But anyways, until then. Stay, stay tra- 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 tra-